0: Now, you know, I've listened to the the newest episode of your podcast, and I heard you say, what is that word, Gruner?
1: No, no, Gooner. Gooner. G-O-O-N-E-R. And it's like this, like, basically it's an incel, but it's more like a self-tantra, like somebody who, like, uh, puts on, like, multiple screens, all their technology, the phone, the computer, different pornography, and jerks off for such a long time their face like it's called Gooner because their face is like because they go into this like <laughs> exalted state of uh, self tantric like you know and they hate women and they uh, call it porn mother or you don't have to get down with the whole thing but you just have to masturbate <laughs> for hours with multiple pornographies playing from each different screen
2: yeah. could, so could a boomer be a Gooner?
1: You could be a boomer gooner, yes. Oh,
0: boomer gooner! Not- yeah, it's definitely not Randy. I don't think you could be a gooner if you have erectile
1: dysfunction. Oh no! Goodbye, <laughs> partner. That's it. That plays a large part. That's exactly what you would have if you were a gooner, because all that gets you off is all this porn, and so when you try to be with a woman, it's like it's not really working.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. Then my actual problem with the gooner thing is, I think that's most people in my age category. Just in um, general.
1: How old are
0: you? I'm, well, how, Oksana. You just turned 37. Thank you. Um, the millennials. I think we, we suffer yeah. from the age of uh, easy porn.
1: Totally. And, yeah. See, and... that's the thing.
2: These, these younger, and I'm 35. These, these kids today, they, they've never tried to jerk off to a picture that they printed off a dot, uh, you know, a, a, a printer. You know,
1: when I was a kid, I'm older than all of you. And when I was a child, the only way your ass was going to see pornography was if you take a sneak peek at the VHS that belongs to your friend's parents. Oh, yeah. The good old days, the 90s. I,
2: in the seventh grade. I was waiting. I knew you had a story. Someone gave me I had a connect. Oh, no, because I, I didn't have Internet till I was, I think, in the 11th grade. And so someone would print pictures of, uh, it was a fake Jennifer Love Hewitt, <laughs> naked, <laughs> and they would put it in my locker, and I would jerk off to that picture. What, what was the trade? What did you give them? My friendship. Oh, they got ripped off? <laughs> Correct.
0: <laughs> well, I- Annie, I uh, thank you for joining us. Um, oh yeah, hi. <laughs> so a, a little context: we're not just some weirdos out there. We do a uh, found footage film festival every year. I believe this year we're going on to our sixth. And uh, unless the mobs rip down the the Balboa Theater for us talking to you now, yeah. I again thank you for coming out here. Um, I had a magic experience. It was very magical out in uh, the, what the hell is the name of that theater? The Marina? Marina
2: Theater.
0: The Marina Theater, which is one that we don't frequent often out here in the Bay Area. It's in a weird area. It's in a very bougie, lame area. Oh, really?
2: Right. And
0: it was one of the, it was the only theater out here that was showing dash cam. And like I said, we are huge found footage enthusiasts, and we're like, fuck, we're making the trip out to the marina. Um, in the tro-
2: it was uh, dash cam and Top Gun. And Top Gun. That was the two
0: that was, movies. That was they the were twin showing. Bill.
1: What else yeah. is there? Yeah.
0: Now, we're so cool that everything we attend, we show up about 15 minutes late, too. And we showed up late to the theater. Uh, they seemed happy to see us, though. They're very polite. We bought some beers, went up there, and we were shocked to see that the room was just empty and no lights were on, no projector. So I we went down and said, hey, uh, your movie's not playing. So we had a we had a beautiful evening where we got to like kind of wait for 10 minutes, we got to cool down because we had to run because of our fucking parking spot. Ooh. And we enjoyed a beer and then we got a private screening of Dashcam. And I haven't laughed uh jumped uh screamed. Like it was kind of like the couch experience but in a real theater and it was the best experience I've had fucking in 3 years. I wow. I um and a big part of that is you being in the role so when i turn around and i see like the internet it's kind of in pl- well first off the minute i saw a fucking maga hat in this movie i was like i i had this feeling that i hadn't had in maybe like a decade that i used to get when i was watching like um the ifc channel like mm-hmm. secretly or like you know the black box uh mm-hmm. like pay-per-view in the front room of my parents house it's like oh i shouldn't be watching this but it was different because it felt like Like're we in a, we have a weird situation where film fans are they're incredibly liberal. they' always been very progressive uh, group and but it was always kind of like, i don't know, we were telling stories that weren't okay to tell anywhere else, but on the screen. yeah, and at some point, you know we became like the group of censorship, which is devastating when you're trying to show worlds that you've never experienced right so we've become like insular in that way and it felt like there was a crack in the bubble like the minute I was like whoa this is something different here but also it was like this Russian nesting doll of everything I love like it's a horror movie it's an independent film it's from a a group of filmmakers that I already trust it's found footage it was it hit hard off the bat yeah in world camera and I was like this is fucking edgy technically sound and it just it crushed so i i loved it and uh i i just wanted to get my like worshipful thankfulness out of the way right off the top
1: that's cool i'm glad you had a good experience and it's it's indicative of your uh you're still having a human soul left because (laughs) i noticed a trend in these people who who come on twitter talking shit on the movie it's like first of all, I feel sorry for them that they are so uptight and, and completely lacking of a knowledge of self that they identify with this, like, identity politics. Like, yeah, and you're right. Like, when did this totally, like, like, creatives, it's not just movies, it's music. I'm a musician, you know, uh, originally. And it's, like, music, it's it's all of the entertainment industry, is just, like, hard left. And if you're not like that, then your career's fucked. Like, my friend Ariel Pink, he was at the insurrection thing. And, like, he got dropped from his record label. And it's like, and he got canceled by his, like, own friends and stuff. Like, you know? And it's really gross. It's like, we're supposed to be already the canceled people, you know, the people who don't fit into regular society. That's why we make art or maybe vice versa. I'm not sure, but it's like, the people who don't like dash cam on Twitter, talking shit to me are one of two things, an AI drone bot, cause <laughs> a lot of them all look and see that they don't have any followers or they have just a couple. And Maybe there's people who nobody cares about them. So they only have like four followers. Or yes. zero, you know? But I feel like that might be like an AI drone bot troll that's just made up in the ether of nothing. Or if they're real, like, flesh and bone, there's a narc. By that I mean narcissist, which is the real pandemic facing the Earth today in the narc apocalypse going on, we, we see.
0: You know, I, now, I, I heard you talk about that on your podcast, and I think I'm going to be in a... <sighs> I am the constant devil's advocate, I realize. And I, I think, think I got The
1: devil doesn't need an advocate. Just <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, <here's laughs> the whole the world is his advocate at this point. Well, I, I feel like I
0: need to stand. Now, again, I, I told you up top, we're in the Bay Area. Like, we mm-hmm. still have people driving around uh, alone in their car in a mask. Like, double mask. And it's like,
1: yeah.
0: you know, I used to get annoyed because early on in the lockdown, I went back to work. And I was out there and I was working out in Hunter's Point, which isn't the best area. But it's like, you know, you get used to it. And it's like, okay, well, I'm out here and life is normal for me. And I started looking at all my friends who, you know, and maybe they had the luxury of working from home, like Clark, whose mental spiral we don't need to get into. Yeah, stuck in <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it's it's like I started looking at him and I, I started feeling bad for him. I'm like, you know, outside, it's not that bad. Like, it's kind of normal and... I don't know. You get caught in this weird information loop and you start to get paranoid and it feeds on itself. And I think, you know, as a film fan, we're also dealing with the Internet. And I'm going to use Letterboxd here because I think it's a perfect example where it's kind of like, hey, we all love film enough to get another fucking social media app and rate movies so we can all share ideas. The problem is a lot of people use their real name on there. Where on Twitter, you know, you get a bunch of bots because I know people who have three different Twitter accounts. yeah. And they only tell me because they know I won't judge them. And they're like, well, you know, I have my real political account. And then I have the one that has all the followers and that I, you know, share with my mom. And I don't think people have two letterbox accounts. So they got like one shot at it. And I think we're really dealing with people who dash cam is undeniably good. If you're a found footage fan, it's just fucking good. And they come to terms with, do I want to align with something that is not politically allowed? And I think the answer for most of them is no. So I'm sorry, Annie, but they just got to take you down. And they got to be like, hey, I love the movie. It's fantastic. Everything is perfect. It's the best thing I've seen in a long time. But I hate that girl. Just to be clear, we can still be friends because I hate her. Right. And, And it broke my heart on your podcast when you said, You know it's not me there's a writer but it's my real name yeah i and and as a a found like we program found footage movies we've counseled people on script writing and shit and one of the things i was telling them is try and keep it as real as you can use real names and in that moment i was like oh god was that terrible advice i'd given people like (sighs) because there is it's very vulnerable
2: like yeah. So yeah. so since the movie's been released, Annie, you know, right now we're we're hearing kind of one side of it, you know, with the, the Twitter battle and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. since the movie's been released, what has life been like? Has it mostly been that or you've been getting, you know, good feedback as well?
1: Oh, yeah. There's like probably a lot. More good feedback than there is negative. It's just like the negative tends to stand out a little bit oh, more yeah. louder, uh, and and because it's like usually also so infuriating. Like, and, and you know what is that saying? Like, never argue with a fool, because from a distance, no one can tell the difference or whatever. I try my best, but oh god, I love to talk shit. I'm a Gemini, you know, so I'm <laughs> like. I like Uh-oh. to go on there and throw down and just like, you know, because I don't feel like I ever lose, you know, uh, an argument there. And, and and the people or the drone bots that I'm arguing with are so stupid. But, yeah, the, from most people, I would say the reaction is great. It's only from these, like, libtard narc type people that, <laughs> who don't like it. And it's like, dude, get over it. Are you so, like, such an empty vessel that – your entire like sense of self has to come from being a liberal, like do you not realize like a little history on the on the liberals like like the Ku Klux Klan where the Democrats you know like um but whatever, we've had a complete poll shift in this world, so everything's just super weird and like uh I think that the film it really Forces people to have to like because at no point in the film does it say I'm a trumper, no, that I'm MAGA because I don't. And if you read the comments, it specifically says Annie doesn't believe in politics, she voted for Kanye, which is the truth, (laughs) you know, because I don't. And I did vote for Kanye just in case it's real, which I don't think it is, but (laughs) um, but I would love for him to be president, fellow Gemini, but. Yeah, so it's like where do people even come to the conclusion that I maga? I don't really know. I guess they think they look at my Twitter and they're like, "Oh, confirmed trumper." It's like, "Bitch, I'm not a trumper." Like your mother's a trumper. I just <laughs> And that re- really that hat, that maga hat is was my hat. I bought it for $3 off eBay cuz both my parents are complete libtards and uh and I just wanted to fuck with them because I, you know, I've been trolling my mom and dad since, since birth. And so <laughs> oh. I waited till they came over one day on two separate occasions because they're divorced. But, uh, and I, and I put on the MAGA hat and oh. my dad was funny. He goes, Oh, waiting Summer, don't wear that out here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, Dad." Yeah. Um, my mom, I don't even know if she noticed, but Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace of that hat. It's gone forever. Thanks to God. him. Oh, you
0: could have put that on eBay. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody would have took it up.
1: Well, I guess Blumhouse offered them 10 grand if they would go, go and blow the hat up or something, oh. which was not really their hat to do that with.
2: Yeah, it's true.
1: But that's okay. Whatever. What, okay. You, you couldn't have cashed in on that? Apparently not. I I only find out about things way after the fact. So you're so you're down three bucks. I'm down three bucks and and more. That wasn't my my microphone thing gone forever. Backpack. I don't know what happens in the whirlwind of chaos that you know. The making the film was similarly chaotic to watching it, and just like like you know, because I didn't think this was going to happen. My friend Jed Shepard, who produces my podcast, is one of the writers of Dashcam, and it was his idea. He saw my real show Band Car, and he's like, "I want to make this into a horror film." And I was like, "Okay, you know, I live in LA. People talk about their ideas all the time, and then nothing ever happens." But Jed is British, and uh, and so lockdown commenced, and Host came out, and it was really huge, and then you know Jed's like okay like we're gonna do the band car movie and I was like okay Jen <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then next thing I know I was on like a, a zoom call with Jed and Rob Savage and I was like oh shit and then they were having me do all kinds of weird shit like have a zoom with like Dave Nolan like the you know acting coach guy and I'm and, like, have a weird, like, escape room Zoom with, like... And I was like, okay, this sucks. Like, what's going on here? Don't make me do an escape room. This isn't real. And then, like, go oh, talk to Amma, like, the co-star of the film and, like, developing... You know, there's a lot... I don't know. I don't fuck with movies, really. So I, I, I've been in, like, two before. But this seemed like a whole lot of effort and work. And I'm like, wow. This is weird, but I like a new experience. And so I went to England and then, and it was so fun. It was like the best thing of my life. And then now it's a more challenging thing as it comes out, (laughs) you know? Well, well, can I, can I
0: jump in here now? Clark, you had a critique about the film originally and I, uh, can I paraphrase it or do you want to Yeah, go ahead and then I'll correct. Okay. (laughs) I believe, I I think you told a, uh, I think you said it on the podcast where you're like, I don't like British people commenting
2: on American politics. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, that, that, that was one of my things because I, you know, I, I knew that, you know, this production team was British and Mm -hmm. to use, you know, an American character um, with a very uh, polarizing point of view. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, all right what what are we doing here um that <laughs> oh, yeah. that was the initial reaction there but you know by by the end of the movie everything sort of came together and i realized okay this is uh this is a this is a pretty interesting anti-hero um you know situation that we've got here and it's a very creative way to tell the story um but again i i get a little defensive anytime <laughs> that you know our, our british friends uh, I do too. You know,
1: yeah they've got their own problems. Like leave us in our politics. You don't even live here, you know, but I, <laughs> I, I know for a fact that like, I don't think the p- politics were even a no. thing. It was it literally because it's all based around uh, mostly me, my real, like, like when we were in pre-production, Rob had me, uh he goes, broadcast as much of your like minutiae of your day-to-day life to this private Periscope channel. And like he really did a deep dive on me and like really looked in and all you know and was watching me throughout my day, which granted I do lead maybe a more unique life than someone who's like scratching their balls watching Netflix and shit. <laughs> but like you know, uh yeah, I think that Rob overestimated the uh, mental capacity for most of the world. But, but that said, British people, for the most part, get, get it more than Americans because Amer- yeah, yeah. we're so reactive. People who hate Trump are so pissed still. It's like, why are you pissed? Trump was actually a good president, by my estimation, and I only based that on gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who cares besides that? It's like, I don't know what goes on in foreign territories. That's just not real to me. But, but what matters to me is how much am I paying for gas? And it was really cheap back then. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: Well, I mean, are, are you doing less live streaming now because gas is so crazy?
1: <laughs> well, I'm doing less live streaming because I lost my home base of Periscope and nothing's yeah. really, I just tried to do band car on TikTok a couple of days ago and some idiot like uh, flagged me like it's doing something dangerous and those uh, communists over at TikTok yanked me off the air. So I'm feeling like, well, maybe Bancar has come to its fruition in Dashcam, and I don't need to do this anymore. Like, Who's I'm that I tried it. it's like it's weird because I don't have any like followers on any of these platforms, yeah. and the whole show is contingent on people writing in that word to me, and so without that, I'm just like, eh, and I don't know what I'm dealing with. I feel like that Dashcam really was the the realization of Bandcar, which I only did as an act of like service to humanity, to a humanity that's forgotten its true purpose here in this lifetime, is to be creative. So sure. you, you write in one word, and now we're making a song. And you didn't just, you know, spend all day jerking off to six different screens of pornography. And hooray! I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so how how long did you do Bandcar?
1: Um. Let's see. I think I started doing it in, in 2011. Yeah.
2: That that's and kind of the height of Periscope, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's where it started, and then yeah, and then when Periscope and then right when I was was it right before or after Dashcam? I think as yeah, as Dashcam was happening, Periscope came out and said Periscope sending. I was like, oh no. Like, this is terrible. It's like when uh, Indie 103, this, this sort of radio station that my band came up on, it was between the big rock and the college radio, which is exactly what my band was. And so it was this perfectly carved out niche like radio station that made my band successful. When they went off air, I go, oh, no, it's over. Like, it is done. And that's how I felt with Periscope. Like, that was the perfect place. And nowhere else do I feel like that. Fit so I don't. Mean, I don't want to do it if it doesn't feel totally right. Yeah, it, it,
2: everything has a season.
1: Yeah, turn, turn, turn. Yeah,
2: and I, I feel like you know um, uh, a pretty big motion picture is a good way to end a story.
1: <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. A lot of people
2: don't have that chance, Annie. So that's a uh, that's yeah. a pretty good ending there.
1: Definitely, I should have like remember back when like, Blair Witch. You guys are sure. a little younger than me, but like. We didn't know at first if that was really a movie or not. Like, no. you know, we didn't understand. Did this really happen or this, you know, whatever, whatever. But like, I want, I was thinking maybe I should just go totally silent on Bancar And then, but then I was like, wait a second. I don't know. People believe some really far out shit these days. So it's possible, <laughs> you know, you could probably convince anyone of anything. If you just have the mainstream media tell them that it's the truth. It's like news report today like people are now being born with seven you know thumbs coming out of their butthole and they walk (laughs) on their mouth it's like wow did you hear that people walking on their mouths now it's like wow you 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 can do a lot these days but yeah I in the end I didn't do it
0: see it's funny that you thought uh maybe playing into like the versimilitude angle of this and like pretending like you had gone dark and the movie drops and it may be being real. Mm. And then you relate it to news. When I watched your, your film, when I watched dash Cam, the first thing I thought was, oh my God, you're an actual like punk. Like, you know, you could go to hot topic and get like punk princess shirt and shit. And they have no idea what that means, but yeah. like you are chaos, right? And we're injecting her into this world. And it's like, oh shit, anything can happen. And with a protagonist like this, I believe it when you go into an empty restaurant and eat an egg. Like, that's totally something this character would do. And wow, I lost my thread here. I uh,
1: Were you going to ask if I would do that? Because I wouldn't. There's a lot of things <laughs> I wouldn't do in there. If that egg was really disgusting, I would never go to the airport wearing a you know i robin do that mask thing and i was so embarrassed doing it and like he i had a shots that i had to do like annie goes to the airport and she's wearing a no liberal sweatshirt with the. and i made a bunch of different masks for him to choose from i would never do that i would never uh do the the coffee shop thing of like screaming and stuff yeah. like there was and Those were the days where it was harder for me to shoot because I know I'm acting. I know these people are yelling at me and hating me just acting. But like, it's like my body doesn't know that it really took me to that fight or flight response place. And I really felt like guilt and shame and stuff. The rest of it was so easy because I didn't have to act. You know, I really would be afraid and most of the scary part like the mirror maze like was terrifying and and rob was in there like clanging on the outside of the building like yeah i was really scared no acting necessary but like those days where i had to act as an asshole version of me like i wouldn't steal anyone's car would i no i don't think i would (laughs) (laughs) i don't think no i have a car so why wouldn't i yeah but, like, most of those things, and, and, and it was, you know, I, I didn't overestimate people. I go, the world's full of idiots right now. Like, I almost backed out of doing the film twice because I go, people are going to think I'm a piece of shit. Like, and I wouldn't do these things because they're shitty. And, and, uh, and it's going to confuse people. And then, obviously, I didn't back out.
0: Well, isn't that weird? That the, the thing you're worried about most is having a uh, like no liberals hoodie. And it's like, you know, it's like violence. Like, how many times is rape simulated in movies, especially when we're doing like virtue signaling and shit, right? We always yeah. want to beat up the oppressed class. And it's like, yet I feel you because uh Annie, I think um you're you're a pee in the pod here. As me and Clark will say foul shit to us all day. We actually we live together, we're in the same room right now. Oksana oh, really? too, yeah. And we walk around this house saying, like, like I don't know how much of the Randy stuff I said up top will even make it. But people, you know, friends realize we make fun of you when we like you. You know what yeah. I mean? So the thought of doing that to a stranger, oh, man, yeah. it would shut me down, like, etern- I couldn't do it. So, you know, when, when we're chasing, like, verisimilitude on here, and I'm like, I think Annie really went on a couple DoorDash things because there's a couple of people who are blurred out in this movie.
1: That's... Supposed to be like that. Supposed to make you think, is this real? Now, the guy in the very beginning is my friend Andy, naked on the bike or in his underwear, with a CGI'd ass over it. Because, but there, there is a. I can send you the link to the real. Me and my friend Austin were out one night and we came across this psychotic naked guy riding a bike. Uh, it doesn't do it in Gashcam, but then he was jerking off at Austin and I, and uh, there was this, like, I made this 20-minute-long, like, video I cut together of the whole encounter and sent to Rob. (laughs) And and Rob loved it, of course, and so it made it into the film, but we had to reshoot it because Blumhouse's lawyers were like, oh, that guy sees it, he can sue you, and what if he's mentally ill? It's like, He's obviously mentally ill. He's on my street, naked on a bike at 3 a.m., jerking off and asking to see my friend Austin's penis.
2: (laughs) Welcome to the studio system, Annie.
1: Yeah, protect
0: him. (laughs) Also, of everything in this film, I was sure that was real. And it's only, again, I worked all through lockdown in Hunter's Point, and I worked at a warehouse where uh, there are four employees, uh, me and one dude and two girls these poor girls would take the bus every day, and I swear to God, this is not an embellished number, because, you know, we do a podcast, you want to embellish things, make it more interesting. Five different times, they complained, because you know, wearing a mask and everything, it becomes secondhand too. to the dude's back on the bus jacking off, and he sits across from me, and he stares at me, and the, the manager I work for, she doesn't take that shit, so she's the type of person who would take her mask off and be like, you need to get the fuck off of here, I'm going to throw you, you know, like, yeah, just straight up on the bus naked jacking off and it's like the bus driver's not going to do anything
1: it's at- end time this is there's a there's outbreaks of jerking off and nudity <laughs> running down the street and you know uh, yeah. san francisco no offense i used to love san francisco you you'll be hard to press to get me out there ever since the last decade or so like you guys got people robbed, like as a musician to go there and be like uh don't leave anything in the car unattended even for 2 seconds someone will come and rob you like someone has to stand here the whole time i'm like what We're <laughs> the playing shows at bottom of the hill in 2003 like yeah. you know that was fun and now the vibe ever since those creepy what do you call them all those like um internet people that kind of took over out there what yeah. do we call it? I don't know. What?
2: Tech- <laughs> Creeps. Yeah. Tech- techies. Silicon Valley, Oh, the yeah. techie Silicon yeah.
1: Valley. Yeah. I feel like they opened a demonic vortex and it's just like, now when you drive over that bridge, I just feel like the dark oppressive like feeling that I never felt before with San Francisco. And that the, there's a vortex out here in Los Angeles too. Like it's coming from downtown LA bubbling up, just like evil and all of our homeless people are smoking meth now. So they're hoarding and they're homeless and they're and they're stabbing and they're jerking. And it's a nightmare. You there. know, I,
0: I gotta make an argument for uh a lot of the uh forever campers on the street out here because they're making a pretty like it's gonna sound weird, but there's a good argument to uh Take a bunch of government money that they hand out, they give you yeah. a bunch of other benefits too if you're living on the street, right? And then you kind of get to do whatever the fuck you want. So I feel like there's a rational argument to, eh, I'm just gonna take a forever vacation. I mean, it's that why you're on. Not? Yeah. I like there's definitely another reality where that would be me, where I'm like, you know, I'm kind of depressed. I could, I could cover it up all day with these drugs that are free, and they may even give them to me. Yeah. And I get $550 a month. And they're going to give me free dental. And cause I know people who, who do it.
1: Yeah. That's better that you get more than I get. I <laughs> I should be a homeless. I'm one house away from being homeless as it stands. So like, but I know a lot of people who go downtown and they do homeless outreach. They hand out brand new hypodermic needles, brand new meth yeah. pipe, like damn brand new meth pipes. If they can get a lung infection. It's like, To be that kind of eternal baby, even Trump's being a musician or an actor or something where you don't have to be that, you know, in control of uh, being an adult because this world is not real. Like this this whole like go to your job so you can pay the rent to your apartment and drive your car to the job and come back and have no time and and (laughs) feel dead inside. It's like, what is the point? At least these homeless people are getting fucked up and like they're some of them are quite industrious. I see them in the oh, summertime. Yeah. They build water slides and stuff under the bridge. It's like, you know what? I, I, I fucks with these homeless people, not close, but like <laughs> from a distance, you know? And, and I, I always say we're living in the real life version of they live meets the matrix, meets idiocracy right now.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer too. And I think you touched on it with the techie thing because I think it's a lot of people with new wealth who aren't really doing anything other than making money and they there's like an internal guilt that grows from that because yes. they have kind of like rejected a lot of like I mean even hanging out with people like during the lockdown if you're not with people I think you have like an internal need to to do something mm-hmm. and unfortunately the only thing they do is like give you shit for having a MAGA hat and dash cam and oh, no. that's their moral crusade.
1: They've got that imposter syndrome, you know, it's like, they they don't know who they are. So they don't know if they're good or bad. And so, you know, I just uh, posted a a rant yesterday on Twitter where I was saying this, but it's like the, the good people are sat at home worrying mostly secretly am I a bad person? You know, but, but the bad people are out there on the net scouring it for the bad person, because if they find something out there, it mustn't be inside of them. And so if they've always got, you know, some perpetrator perpetrating the crime of being bad and wrong, then they never have to look within. They never have to get to know this person. They can be like, here's who I am. I am a liberal Democrat. My pronouns are, you know, like whatever they think it's like, none of that shit has anything to do with you or who you are. That's like fake shit, you know, like who are you deep in your soul? Most people don't know. And that knowledge of self is the only way that you can like, uh, you can be like happy because otherwise there's a myth. Mystery, there's a Scooby Doo mystery brewing inside, and you spend your whole life like having a virtue signal, or or like, oh, you know, like, like just look in there because it's. I promise, for most people, it's not as bad as they think. You know, it's like people don't accept in others what is their truth, so that's why we get a lot of people crying, racist, rapist, you know, Mm -hmm. all of all of the cancel culture stuff. It's like a lot of times, and I hate to say it. But luckily, I think I'm already canceled. It's like a lot of times there's women who are out there, me too, in these motherfuckers, at least in my experience in Los Angeles, they're girls who are predators. They're female predators, like girls who try to fuck one of my hot friends. My hot friends won't fuck them. And then they're like, well, you're a predator.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, whoa, that's not cool. Like, we, and people are just so insane that, like, you know, you can't even speak to the truth in this world or you get canceled now. And it's just like fuck.
2: Ah, that's so so Annie, staying with the idea of, of self-identity. Um, what were what was the discussion and what led to you know the ultimate realization of having you have your name in the film? was that something that that Rob in the studio pushed for? Was that something you pushed for? What kind of led to that result?
1: I think they spent a minute like talking about it. Like at first I remember Jed saying that they were gonna get an actress to play me. And I said, good luck with that shit. Very <laughs> be good. You know, a, a, a freestyling, like, okay. And then quickly it was like, okay, it's just gonna be you. Like so, he, you know, and, and the whole thing is so surreal, even thinking about back, back about it, like oh and so it's like wow is this the movie of my life (laughs) and it's like no not quite um well my life does seem to be quite a horror show most of the time but like um yeah it it was always going to be my me and my name I think
2: yeah and you were always comfortable with that
1: yeah but I'm an idiot sometimes (laughs) I'm like I'm a haphazard and like like, um, even my last name, Hardy, is like full Hardy. Like, you should have some foresight on that and maybe like some, some trepidation. But I don't. I just like, I'm like, life has made me an offer and I'm just saying yes, you know.
0: Now, have you done any other like conversations about Dashcam yet? Have you been on any hmm. podcast?
1: Yeah, I think I was on one and then what else? And a couple like interviews for like press stuff.
0: Because yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I think the way to remedy this thing is just get out there. You're That's very what like, I said. yeah, you're a very enjoyable person, and I think you. you're gonna force people to like kind of come to terms with it. And yeah. I mean, it's almost like it's a goddamn witch hunt, and it's it's so lame. And it's so lame. The tangent I lost earlier was that you know we earlier you had you had related this to like um, almost like uh, political leaning or like you think of the news like bad person where when I watch this, I thought of you as like a new, like a true form of being a punk, but yeah. also I, I saw you more as like a pro wrestling heel <laughs> Where it's kind of like you're playing the part and you know, everybody loves a heel in pro wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all understand, hey, you you boo them, but you're rooting for them. And when and they, they flip, you know, it's like it's part of like earning it and you have to have the other, the
2: yin to the yang. But when a heel refuses to wear a mask, <laughs>
1: then they're a murderer yeah. Yeah, that's right. I,
2: then they should be killed
1: yeah <laughs> it's so crazy that they that people are like you don't get the vaccine you should die you deserve to die it's like wait yeah. i thought you're mad at me in the first place because you think i'm murderous and wishing death upon people and yet you are wishing death upon me and i would never do that so well, so
0: Annie, if you believe this or not, I play uh Dungeons and Dragons every week. It's actually not D&D, it's Adventure or Conqueror King, but I know that's way too in the weeds for Thank people. Thank you so much. Just to clarify for all the dorks mm-hmm. out there. Uh our DM, he he's one of those DM- dungeon master phantoms. Yeah, okay, okay. You. all right. You. Uh, he is one of the guys who He has a very strong political opinion and he's got he's very tied up in his ideology, but he doesn't pay attention to it at all. And good for him because it's fucking not fun. It's toxic. You don't want to take that in. And every now and then it's like news and life would just kind of push it on you and we would show up and he'd feel the need to go on a weird rant. And I remember he was talking about Sturgis happening and he was like, can you believe it? They're all meeting out there. This is going to be awful for the country. And I'm like, well, all right, well, let's just think about it. If you think they're all unvaccinated and this thing's really deadly, then they'll all die. Right? Like, right. They'll all meet, and they'll all drop dead yeah. and problem solved. And he went, well, no, because you want to be a good person too. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What, what is the mental gymnastics we're doing now? So being a good person is, you'd rather like lock them up and medicate them than let them go off, let be free and just drop dead. Like I, it's weird.
1: It's I, people are weird. Like the abortion <laughs> rally. It's like, people are out there, my body, my choice. And I saw a great, like, I don't know who it was interviewing them. So like, do you believe in bodily autonomy when it comes to the vaccines? And they're like, well, that was different.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I had a conversation like that with my dad oh my god he you know I when you said you wore you got the MAGA hat for your parents I had also thought about doing that before Clark knows he my dad my god he would go on rants about gun control and shit and I it just it pushes me into like an adversary position where I'm yeah. like somebody has to push back on you you're insane like the shit yeah, you're saying and they I, are insane and the thing is you know my dad always talked about, like, he's got this whole story about where, how he's uh, under what he's undercover for the FBI and like uh, witness protection. Yeah. And he's like, I was a hell's angel and I did all these things. And I'm like, so the ex hell's angel is the one talking about locking people up for owning a gun. I'm like, what the fuck are you oh. talking about? So he started calling me a good boy. And I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, you mean a proud boy? <laughs> he's like, oh, that's exactly. He's like, you a goddamn good boy. <laughs> I, I don't know i love it but you
1: get it though that's exactly where i'm coming from it's like these people are nuts and i'm taking i you have to be an adversary to insanity otherwise you're insane too if the like, insane people aren't calling you crazy then you're doing something wrong
0: well you know here's another weird story i attended a film fest where they had a witch speak and uh Uh, side note, the the DM who I had mentioned earlier left the room when she came up. He's like, I don't need to hear this, which is a whole different thing. But, you know, she she was just talking and she was, I mean, she would go into astral projection into like just living day-to-day life. She was a self-identifying white witch, correct? She was a white witch, yeah. And uh, it was part of a KAIS event for all of you out here in the Bay Area. I believe it was for the witches. What was it?
3: Sorcerers um, something. Yeah,
0: it was a, a witch film festival. It was great. But she came out, and I remember at the very end, oh, by the way, the audience, completely respectable, which I did not expect. The last person went, fuck the patriarchy. What do we do about them? And, and the witch, like, she walked up to her and just said, I, I'm sorry, but you haven't been listening to me. You don't get anything through destruction. It's all about balance. She's like, so you don't want to destroy them. You want to reel them back. Ooh. And I went like, my God, this girl, I love her. I wish I could remember her name anyway
2: we have one of her books don't we? I,
1: <laughs> but yeah i don't know i you know i'm all well, big and women are doing to men what like they did to us which is oppression like and nobody gets to a place of real power through oppressing other people and so it's just like it'll keep flipping like i don't want to live under a matriarchy sorry but women are fucking nuts like and <laughs> i can say that for sure because i'm one and like once a month i go psychotic like you know, you know, in preparation, Like all women are witches, whether we like it or not. We're menstruating and just like, we're manipulating people. And like, some of us worse than others, but like, and it's okay. And it's empowered. It's like, believe women voices or whatever. It's like, no, I don't believe women voices sorry if that makes me like a chauvinist but it's like I know so many women and I've watched a friend of mine decide seven years after the fact suddenly that she was raped by someone who she pursued to have sex with but but on this day she was hangry she later told me she's like you're right you're right I guess he didn't rape me I was just hungry and I'm like well here it is microcosm for the whole you know like great example it's like women are psychotic and so you got witches and wizards and everyone's worshiping satan and all the women are menstruating and me (laughs) tooing and it's just like ah you know like what are we gonna do you guys because the problem isn't an outside of us the problem is there's a war within and it's going to keep raging outside until we all like kind of accept what we deem unacceptable in others and ourselves and try to foster some like love, compassion, empathy. Empathy. Yeah. Well, the empathy.
0: People are people too. So being insane, getting angry, doing something wrong, it's part of the game. And I mean, mm-hmm. I I think I've only, the only shit I've ever learned from was from my failures. And I mean, as a person, too. Like, I've done shit oh, I'm not proud of. But, you know, after I did, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I got arrested one time from blacking out. Oh, my drinking pattern changed after that. And it's like, you know, it sucks when the and community never been allowed back at the I'm, Double Tree. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Double Tree will not have me again or the Klingon party I attended. Um, oh, I didn't know that part of the story. Now, here's the thing. It's like you gotta have a friend group that can also like forgive you too, and just be like, "Hey, sure." And if and here's the problem: the internet mob is not that group. No. So if you know what, if you're a woman, you get to be crazy. Fuck it. Like as a man too, but the problem is that internet mob—they only like you for a brief amount of time, and uh, their judgment isn't the best.
1: (laughs) So their, their judgment is abundant, but it's n- not based in anything like anchoring, you know, like back in the old days, call me on fashion, but like, there was like this good versus evil, original idea. It came from the Bible or something. This country was like built on the like things of God or whatever. And, and now it's like falling away from that. And the more it falls away in my opinion, the worse this place gets. And so like, you know, it must be that we need to have a real anchoring into a real sense of what's right and what's wrong versus this ever shifting goalpost of societal, okay, well this week a good person has these pronouns and they address people this and they're called unhoused now. You know, it's like, I'm, Tired of keeping up with all this bullshit Because it's all psychotic and not real Like like uh, I'm not going to call homeless people unhoused Sorry so <laughs> I don't know. Like what would happen if I didn't have Internet or television I wouldn't know what the fuck's Going on right now And none of it would be able to go on I think this fucking All this technology is satanic And it's being used to gaslight Us, control our minds and And, and tell them like Oh, Shazam was never a movie. Like the internet says it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> I guess it was my false memory. Oh, is Star Wars has always said, no, I am your father and not Luke. I am your father. Well, I guess I'm an idiot. And you know, like, it's like, who do you trust and believe? The fucking information box from hell that tells you all these facts or your own memory and and comprehension and mind it's a tough one because i do remember it saying luke i am your father you guys know what i'm talking about right oh
0: i am a i am i am a staunch anti-mandela effect and i have a theory there anti now uh i have a friend who was deep oh man i've i was in a lobby of an alamo where somebody was explaining to me how the particle collider cause yeah yeah Yeah, sir and i was just like hold on now so my thing on mandela effect again uh bad band mandela effect works in here too to bring it back to found footage but mandela effect i think there's a symptom here of uh culture like i think the luke i am your father is a real memory people have because uh star wars was huge and parody is a thing That's what our fucking show is. We make jokes about everything. And when you go back to the actual script, it's no, Luke, I am, or no, no, Luke, I am your, it's something like.
1: It's no, I am your father. I never seen Star Wars. So I just was like, you know, so how would I even know?
0: Well, I think in a screenplay, it works when you watch the scene and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, it's structured that way. But then, you know, SNL makes fun of it and it doesn't work as that clip. So they start echoing it, and then you know, in an era with no internet, no YouTube. Yeah. You what can-
1: about the Berenstain Bears, though? I, <laughs> it was Berenstain.
0: Well, have you ever done one of those um, reading tests where it's a jo- it's like a short story, but everything is misspelled? You try one of those. Google it because you can read it. You can read it perfectly fine. Yeah. And I know, as like a uh, person who I love reading, I do not read. Clark knows this. As I read a lot on this podcast, I kind of make an educated guess on what the word is, and then power through it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. J.C. Penny, that's another one with the spelling. I'm like, dude, I don't know how it was spelled. I never really fucking stopped to read it. And yeah,
1: the,
0: yeah. So I don't know. I but um, with
1: Shazam. I know that Shazam was real because in 1999, I worked at a video store called US Video <laughs> in San Clemente, California, and I was restocking the shelves all the time. And I, was, I, I noticed trends. I said, oh, um, what's it called? Armageddon and Final Impact. Okay. Kazam and Shazam. I go, these people must make one of each movie because there's almost two of everything. But I explicitly remember Shazam. Although I guess that's not so much a Mandela effect as it is uh that comedian guy who stars in Shazam was really high on crack at the time and <laughs> had had the Shazam be wiped from the internet. So you get a bunch of that, you know, and like depends the adult diapers. Like I could have sworn there's an S on the end, but who knows? You know? Oh, I've it never
0: was, heard that one. I don't oh know. yeah.
1: And I've seen and now I've seen it with. My own eyes, I go to a lot of estate sales. They sell a lot of adult diapers there. Go figure. And I say, hey, look, it really is depend. How did that joke from high school, which is, what was it? Like, oh, do you wear boxers or briefs? Depends. You know, that was was our joke. And it doesn't work if it's depend.
0: Yeah. And I think I feel like that's my argument is that it wouldn't work. So you add the S to it. Yeah. I mean, God, maybe. Annie, I've gotten into very long. Like, I don't know why Mandela effect is the one that I'm like, now I'm putting my foot down here. Like, I mean, uh, it could be
1: anything. Yeah. You know, people are, my memory is flawed. My brain is like a, a Swiss cheese slice. So I don't, most of the time, unless it's my direct experience, even then I'm a woman. So I'm, I'm like, i could be lying to myself you know like i could be changing the past in retrospect as my type tends to do but um yeah but that's why it's so tricky because then if you want the internet to just sell you a whole new narrative and the devil's like no that never happened or or hey he raped you you know like it's easy highly influenced people will be influenced and then next thing you know I don't know. I'm waiting for the zombie apocalypse. It's coming. It's coming. And I'm, I'm trying to prepare myself like emotionally to have to shoot most of my loved ones in the face <laughs> when they come at me for my brains. You
0: know? Well, I highly recommend you watch Bad Band Mandela Effect. I feel oh, like there's a lot of answers that movie will offer you. and uh, Not you
2: the know, ones you're looking
0: for. You know, now that oh, you're like no. in a uh, historical, whether people like it or not, found footage film. What's your relationship with the genre beforehand? Like you had mentioned you saw Blair Witch, but.
1: Mm -hmm. I saw it in the theaters, I remember, because I am a woman of a certain age. Me too. Yeah, and I loved Um... it. Uh, I remember, I mean, I've never been a fan of movies, to be honest. No offense, but like I, the 90 minutes or more of committing. Yeah. I have, you know, I don't listen to music. I don't watch TV and I don't watch movies. Um, and I haven't for about ten years, and my my life has been made all the more better for it. Like, you know, my creativity has improved, and and I stop comparing myself to all the greats that I look up to and idolize. You know, and so that's been really good because I think I also just have really terrible taste and stuff when I do <laughs> like it. You know, like like my favorite movies, um, Newsies, the Disney like human musical about paper boys in the 20s or something Hell yeah horrible shit and then like the movie center stage i don't know if you've ever seen no. it now. oh it's so it's not a, it's like a d movie of ballerinas and i was like oh i love ballet you know and um and what is my third my holy trinity oh, i don't know i was on my friend Doug Benson's podcast, he's a comedian, and he has a podcast called Doug Loves Movies. And I was like, oh, come on it, Doug. But, like, I think you're going to be extremely let down. I've never seen <laughs> The Godfather. <daughter. laughs> I've never seen Star Wars. I've never seen a lot of shit. But I like, when I did watch movies as a kid, all I wanted to watch was, like, horror films. And the same ones, like, Sleepaway Camp, over and yeah. over again. And like, whatever, whatever. I remember we had, like, a a Friday the 13th Nintendo game back then that was pretty dope. And it's like, uh, all that stuff was what I was always attracted to. Like scary stuff, dark. So
2: I want to go back to the film and the script particularly. Um, you know, you said you had a relationship with Jed, and Jed saw something in you that he wanted to make the movie. So, you know, the, you are the germ of the idea. It, the movie starts with you. You are the movie. So having that in mind and, you know, and Jed having a relationship with you and, and, and you know, looping in Rob and then Rob getting to know you and, and doing the Periscope thing. I'm assuming that the script obviously is is based around you. And then the script is just basically, you know, let's get from point A to point B and you kind of fill in the blanks here because, you know, you are you're a musician and you're a natural performer. And by virtue of that, you just have a natural sense of rhythm. So I think that they kind of l- relied heavily on that with you and, you know, maybe are, are you know, was it really scripted and you played it off well and did you have to learn the lines and what was, what was that experience like?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny because this is like the third film I've been in where I'm playing some semblance of myself and my character's name is Annie. There's no like script. Like this one was the same. It's like an a outline of like, here's what's going to happen. And then dialogue improvised. They're like, and Rob makes you do a lot of takes and so you know, I'll make something up and then the next one and be like, try this, you know, and then, uh, and that's great for me. Cause I feel like I don't want to do lines and like, like my mind is like wanting to be in motion instead of like you know, behold the sun in the East and, you know, like whatever. I don't give a fuck about that stuff. It's not, I, I, I respect the art of acting, but I would never want to like, probably do it as yeah. not myself, you know, cause I just don't have time for that. I spent a lifetime trying to be not myself. And then I was, I exploded out of it about a decade ago. And I was like, fuck this, fuck everybody. Like why? Yeah. So In so doing, kind of like a self-actualization of like really casting aside shame and stuff to be oneself, I became like so good at improvisation, freestyling. I wasn't bad at it before, but like, but yeah, like all the band cards, all the music, all the songs in there, those were all improvised. Like in those moments, most of the lines, 98% was all improvised and the the script like had it, it it was very short and it just said Annie and Stretch go into something and uh and and Stretch steps on a needle says oh no who's that woman do I have AIDS now and like mostly none of it shook out the way that it even said in the script like um I wish that part had made it because when you hear then my character is talking about AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. And I just, Oh, cool. More, more proof that I'm a complete piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, but if stretch had said it first, then it's like, well, I'm responding to that, you know? And it's, um, but yeah, you can't really, you never know what's going to come out. Well, uh, that's
0: part of playing the heel though. You don't want to bring stretch down there. You need that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, it always occurred like it seemed obvious to me that if that dude, the way you greet him in the movie and then h- for him to still take you in and have breakfast, it's like to my Amar Patel, who plays Stretch. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with the um, Silver Lake, wh- what is it called?
1: Handshake? Silver Lake oh, okay. Handshake. That was another thing that was in the script. And I, it's like I would never do a cinnamon <laughs> like handshake. Please, really? Please, and we would, and if I did, it would not be called a like handshake. But you know, um, yeah, never, no, gross. I'm not that like, like I get the whole like mean to like on my birthday, my friends would physically kick my ass, and like just hanging out, like my friends would throw me in a dumpster or roll up it. OC Weekly, bend it in half, and so it becomes a paper brick and beat me with it. Like, I get that kind, of, those kind of, like, 90s vibes friends, like, right, for sure. But, like, nice <laughs> oh, yeah. But I left it there, you know. These days, I, I like friends that are nice to me, and I like to be nice to them, too. Wow. So
3: I wouldn't
1: do
0: what, what a good writing. Like, there's just a lot of the craft here that really... Exacerbated your character being a great heel, which Ooh. ultimately, you know,
2: I kind of, I don't even agree with that, really. Yeah. I, well, with me, I, I think um, you, your chemistry with Amar was fantastic. So, you know, like how did how did
1: zooms. yeah? I was about <laughs> to say,
2: like, how how did you guys hit it off? You know, what what was that sort of you know building that relationship, and was there a lot of like rehearsing and and things like that.
1: Yeah, Rob would just have us get on a Zoom like this together and, like, just talk. And, you know, we're both Geminis, we're both, like, do music, and a, a, he's more acting, I guess. Uh, I don't know, I forget. But, yeah, we just learned about each other. I, I'm always interested to know about other people. and Because I always think, like, somebody's been put on my path, like, God wants there's a little key and a little lock that each of us hold. So I'm always looking for whatever the little piece of information that I'm meant to unlock from the other person that helps feed me on my endless, you know, journey of seeking to better know myself and others, you know, or, or know myself better through knowing, a, you know, whatever, like I'm trying to unravel the mystery and uh, and so I'm always interested to meet other people. And yeah, it was so weird because he lived in Margate. And then I ended up uh, linking up with my friend Dean Fragile, who was working at uh, this band, the Libertines Recording Studio Hotel Restaurant Bar Combination Pad, which was yeah. great because I needed to go somewhere in quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, And I was like, I, I told Robin, then I said, Uh, buy my drummer a ticket that way I don't have to travel alone and while I'm on lockdown for two weeks which is so insane that I had to do that um record a new giant drag album and they're like okay and so that's kind of what we did and it just worked out like flow state like couldn't have planned this probably better and then so we end up filming in Margate at Amma's house and then at this abandoned, uh, this place, Dreamland, the abandoned um, amusement park. And yeah, everything was so easy. Everyone, everyone in the crew, you know, and cast was so cool. Like, I'm sorry, but British people are just kind of better than American people. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't just say that because I'm like, you know, I have a career out there still. Like here, ADHDs Americans, Offendables, like they can't stick with me for very long. But British people have stuck with me since two thousand and three out there. And yeah. I go to the airport and I get recognized. Like I'm like, yes, I was. Uh, I was showing my friends. I go, oh look at this article, like because my friend. I saw my friend Jacques last night. Jacques used to be in that band, um, Phantom Planet, and, and oh. photographer. And he took this picture, and I'm like. Look at this this picture in 2002, and it's all Annie Hardy voted music's hottest girl by enemy readers over Rihanna. And it's like, so I tell you, British people obviously have better taste and, and are just like a little more civilized. I mean, you don't go somewhere usually and be amongst a group of people. I don't in any way where there's not one narc ruining everything, you know, like for totally. me, there's usually a narc and, uh, but everybody was just so great. And some people weren't inept, but still pretty nice. And like, yeah, it was so amazing. I was ready to move to England. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to live here. See you guys later. Thanks for the great time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's interesting. Um, we, we also had a great experience with England. Where who knows if we'd still be doing this podcast if we didn't. Uh, the Liverpool horror community reached out fucking early on. I'm not even sure how they found out about us. But we got like a beautiful letter from um, our buddy Zombie King out there. And nice. he he had done a um, a horror film festival and like convention and was completely burned out on it and the community. And he wrote this thing, just saying, "Hey, we heard your. I heard your podcast, and like you've uh, reinvigorated me." And it was just like, it felt too nice. Like Clark was like, "This ain't real. That's a fucking bot." <laughs> and then he he'd come back and been like, "No, no, I'm real, and I mean it." And it's like, it's crazy too, because you know, if you want to put this back in like a, a po- political lens, England's very progressive. It's just, it's a different, it's something different. It's not politics. and no,
1: they're just they're 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 just cut from a more fancy cloth than us. We're literally like, like I look at it like objectively because I'm an American, you know, I try Mm -hmm. to be proud to be an American to the best of my ability, but British people are so much smarter than us. So much more civilized, so much better educated. Like they know so many more words, even like, I'm not an idiot. You know, I went, I graduated high school, whether that's a sign of intelligence or not, I'm not really (laughs) sure, but you know, I did some college and, uh, and like I'm always like I feel like it like what y'all say. What does that word mean? Like it's <laughs> like trash person, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna go eat my lunch out the dumpster, and they're like having high tea, and it's just a different. But they're all so concerned about being rude that that's oh, yeah, yeah. And, and we're rude. We are embodied rudeness, so it's like well, they
2: they've got a lot of class issues over there too. So <laughs> uh, and also uh, as a reminder. We won the war. Yeah.
1: True. True. But their queen secretly runs the world and yeah. all of the native children. So what's yeah. in that
2: purse? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: I I don't think they're that great. It's just the accent. And I've told every be. goddamn English it's guest we've had on here, it's like, I feel like you're so intelligent just because of the way you sound.
1: They Which. even have extra skin on their faces. <laughs> so I don't know that your theory is right. You know, they're they just have a lot more of everything you know so, except their country is like a third world country hell yeah! <laughs> so rough.
0: well here no you you talk about not being a fan of technology and then you you hit it off with the Mar, but you only knew each other through zoom like how how was that like talking to you now i feel like if we met in person it would almost be like my internal shyness would be reinvigorated all over again, and it'd be like, "Hey, she's cool online, but she'll probably fucking hate me when we meet in person." And I kind of—I don't think Zoom's like a real connection. You so, don't? I don't know. I—I because I, I think if I was alone and I didn't have like Clark and Oksana here, and I was just talking to them every day—are day, you saying
2: we're not connecting with Annie right now? you well, no. I—I
0: I think this is a higher level of connection than like a DM. But I don't think it's a dungeon master. Well, you got to be in the room. <laughs> You got to like smell each other. I'm going to power through that. How dare you belittle my tabletop community? No, but I mean, look at tabletop. Hey. Oh, boy. Now, I started it. So I played that goddamn game. Annie, we've been playing this D&D game again, Adventure of Conqueror King, for five years straight, once a week. And I was playing with the group of people who had no connection with the outside world other than that game. And I think we all fared better because of it just from being in the same room and talking. And I don't know, I'm, I'm shocked. I really thought you and stretch had a band together.
1: Yeah, no, we didn't. I'm glad that we're both such amazing actors that we, um, (laughs) you know, that's really good acting. I, maybe I should take it up professionally, but no, yeah. I mean, we were acting, it felt like we were old friends, but maybe that's, Maybe we were deep in a character acting type of thing, but yeah, I just met him for the movie definitely wasn't a thing and I, we had hung out a couple of times like once I got into town maybe twice before filming commenced but like i I make easy friends with most people because i I believe I'm, it I'm open I'm accepting I'm not judgmental and yeah um and so as long as you're not a complete dickhead piece of shit like then i'll be your friend yeah
2: so annie what's what's next for you in movie world uh are you looking at other opportunities or it just if one comes you'll think about it
1: you know if if something comes i'll definitely think about it me and rob have been talking about maybe doing something tossing around ideas you know uh i wouldn't say that dash cam has given me the burning <laughs> desire to want to be ever in the public eye anymore. In fact, it's like, and it's the devil's ideal situation because he comes at people just like this to make people want to hide away. And like, as we are in this prequel to the matrix, like right before they shimmied into those gelatinous pods, something tells me there was a virus on earth and everyone was getting canceled and 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 people didn't want to show and express their authentic selves and, and sing their songs of truth or put their original artworks out there, you know. And I'm finally feeling that. It's just like, what is the point? Like, the world's full of idiots. And if I'm myself in the world, like, people are going to have an issue because... That's the design. This is being done by design to get us all oppressed. Get us all hashtag staying at home and staying safe when that is the antithesis of what any of us should be doing. Like, uh, so I don't know. I feel more like crusading than I do acting. Like, I feel like the world's ending, like, like save as many people as I can before, like the shit hits the fan. It's like, you know, and we're only saved and, and brought relief from this suffering toilet hellscape through creativity. I don't think it's the answer to keep checking out, watching movies all the time. I don't think it's good for any of us. I think we should be creating instead of being entertained. Well,
2: <laughs> our, our listeners are not creative at all. That's why they, they <laughs> turn into us. So yeah. they also have bad taste. Yeah, so. that's true.
1: <laughs> but
0: here, Here's the thing you know the the type of beast we are like the human monster we we learn a lot about like culture and like just mortality through storytelling mm-hmm. so i think i think you, you i think there's some power to be had here like if you had a dash cam 2 hey you know with found footage horror the verisimilitude's a bitch which i've learned from dash cam 1 but you could flip that story and and i'm sure rob knows i'm 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 starting to think that guy's listening to our show because we give great advice about how to make a found footage movie all the time. and there's a, you they could love do podcasts dude, there's a story in there where you could just take you know real Annie again and mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, I made a movie. I mean, the fucking the fear footage did it. Where he's like, hey, I'm
2: in this horror movie. I didn't act in that movie, but it's me. Annie, how would you feel about filming on Epstein's Island? Yeah.
1: I would love to do that. Yeah. Scooby-Doo Adventure, busting all the pedophiles. Totally. Dude, I, would, no. uh, I would, without you know a thought about it, I would do another dash cam for sure. Anything oh. else, I would have to review first. Sure. You know?
0: How fucking crazy is that, though? Like I just I love how you're like I would do it
1: like it, I would do it yeah.
0: Man, I mean honestly, I think uh, hopefully financially you'll you'll get a little bit of um uh you'll get repaid. I was trying I to hope find so. a better term I there. doubt
1: it. I never do. You know, every time I have some things like oh this things happened. this is coming out. It's gonna maybe it's gonna change everything, and it's like it doesn't change everything. Always stays the same, and uh and so. I, I didn't go into it with much of an expectation that like, oh, here, I'm going to get rich. Finally, get stop getting ripped off my whole life. <laughs> like, because like the creative person, I would say makes the least amount of money yeah. until you hit like MK Ultra Beyonce, Jay-Z status where it's just like, okay, your fucking baby's cool. You're rich now. Here's <laughs> a couple billion bucks. But it's like, until then, it's like people who know how to make money and and kind of like you know, uh, use that creativity. They come and you're just like, well, I guess I'm just grateful to be here. So I'll take whatever you'll give me. And like, sometimes that's good. Sometimes, it's bad. but yeah, it's like people think that like I make money or something that would award them the opportunity to cast their stones of judgment. At me. It's like, bitch, you have more money in your bank account than me. So don't worry. Don't worry if I'm good or bad. Cause it's like, just go shopping. Leave me alone. You know? Leave me alone. Well, I mean,
0: Annie, you're never the person that would make money because those people, like the Beyonce's and stuff, there's a team of people who are making a product for a market, right. which is not as a film fan, as somebody who, who dumps money into a found footage film festival. I'm, I'm not there. I'm not interested in that. And yeah. I think that's why you're such a lighthouse in this like ocean of fucking, you know, wasteful art. I mean, yeah. it's not even really art. It's just kind of like...
1: The it's rehashing of art. From like yeah, the 80s it's content. 90s. It's yeah. Yeah, it's content. You're right. I
0: don't know. I you know. I just. I want you to keep your head up and just know people. It's going to take time for people to turn. But this is the, this movie's challenging people, and that's why you're getting that fucking adverse reaction. I mean, if Facebook taught taught us anything, it's the most uh, interaction you get is when you make people angry.
1: Yeah, totally. And you know what's weird is that the day that um, Rob. And Doug, the producer of Dashcam, were dropping me at the airport uh, to go home after we had wrapped. And it was so random and odd. Like the lady who was checking my bags at Virgin Airlines, like, oh, yeah, we just got done making a movie. Didn't tell her thing one about it. She goes and she did something where she gave me my baggage for free. because they charge you for that now. And, and she goes and she looked to her coworker and she's like, it's all right they're saving the world. And I, I was like, what? You know, sometimes people say something and you're like, they don't know why they said that. And you definitely don't know why, but it's like <laughs> a little, it's a little foreshadowing thing. So I don't know, maybe we'll save the world by just like helping it to quickly burn to ash. <laughs> faster, So a new one can be reborn. Uh, but I don't know, maybe people need this right now. probably they won't be doing any self-reflection because by their nature narcissists don't do that but like (laughs) anybody who has that ability maybe they'll be like man maybe I ought to look within because maybe the problem is not what's offending me but the very fact that I'm offended at all to begin with maybe the offense like beauty lies in the eye of the beholder and so I could have a positive life if I would just stop finding things to make me angry and look for things that make me feel a sense of relief and joy and expansion you know so i hope that that happens i don't i'm not gonna hold my breath because you know was around not doing well out here <laughs> but you know i hope for that
0: well fuck annie man it was a blast talking to you i'm I'm kind of bummed that we didn't talk more about dash Cam. It just means we got to get you back on. I here. tried. I'm, I know. <laughs> Thank you. And here's the thing. I can't even believe we like yada, yada, yada over Doug Benson. I'm like, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. And um,
1: happy to come back on, on another one. No big deal. Just uh, hiding inside my house from the mob of witch hunting <laughs> you know, Frankensteins out there. <laughs>
0: Well, Annie, God, I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time. And um, I mean it, man. I love the movie. You're fantastic in it. And it would have been a lesser product without you.
1: Thank you. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Annie. Thanks, you guys.
3: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there...